Welcome to the Principal Purpose Podcast, where Principal and Certified Life Coach Lynn Harden teaches you how to leave work at work and in between get more done with energy using her proven formula after leading three award-winning schools. And now, here's your host, Lynn Harden. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Principal Purpose. And I have here today, Jethro Jones, and he is a national award-winning former school leader, podcaster, and author of the books, How to Be a Transformative Principal and School X, which is about how principals can design a transformative school experience for the people right in front of them. He is also the founder of the B Podcast Network, the best educational network out there. And I can say that because I'm a member. (laughs) I love it. It's a great network. Jethro also currently consults school leaders on strategies to help them save time, lead more effectively, and overcome their own weaknesses. Jethro has worked as a principal at all K-12 levels, including a prison school, that's interesting, a district coach, distance, distance learning lead, and English teacher. Welcome, Jethro. I'm so glad to have you here so we can talk. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm grateful to have you as part of our B Podcast Network and grateful to be chatting with you today. Yes. Yeah. The assistant principal, in my opinion, the AP doesn't get as much attention as the principal or the superintendent or the assistant soup. And We're going to give them some love today, Jethro. We're going to give them (laughs) some attention because you have something very special coming up that I believe and I know will help our APs. And we're going to talk about that later. So you, I know you've done, you have a passion for the AP, you have a heart for the AP and you've done some research. So tell me in your research, what do you think is the biggest challenge that our assistant principals face at this time? Well, it's kind of funny because we're recording this during assistant principals week and, you know, this this is going to come out later, but we're recording it during assistant principals week, which is April 3rd through 7th this year. And what is really fascinating is I feel like that timing may be intentional because one of the biggest challenges at this time of year is if you're trying to get that next job and you don't get it it's really easy to feel discouraged, like you're not good enough and feel like like nobody sees what you're doing and, and what's going on. So maybe the assistant principals week is during this week to give a little boost to those who haven't gotten a job for next year yet and are kind of feeling like, what am I doing wrong? How am I going to do this? And should I really even be in this position? And so, you know, it's, I think the APs are one of the hardest working people in schools and don't tell teachers I said that because they won't believe it at all. But as you know, an assistant principal can run from a really inspiring, amazing situation to an absolute crisis in 30 seconds and then go back to something else and they have to be code switching all day long. They Their time is often not their own because they're at everybody's beck and call as an assistant principal. 
and they they want to lead and sometimes are given opportunities to lead but more often than not they're running through a task list which is a much different job than being a building principal where you can delegate all that stuff to the assistant principal and if you've had an assistant principal then you know that that's often what you do and if you're not doing that man we got to talk also because that's one of the powerful things that you can that you should be doing is making sure that the AP is carrying out the vision of the school leader that could be a tough place to be but it's a it's also one of the most fun jobs you're the closest to the students you you get to spend time with them a lot more than the principal does and coach them individually a lot of assistant principals are dealing with discipline so they're always in the weeds about what's going on and they get to see amazing changes from kids that not everybody else gets to see intimate one-on-one conversations about how kids are behaving and who they are and who they believe they are those are pretty powerful times for change for kids so so i think there's a lot on their plates that they've got a lot going on but i think they have great opportunities to to really make an impact on kids lives i so agree and there's nothing more powerful than when you're on the front line with students making an impact because that really i believe that's really what we're up to is mm-hmm. is helping students I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a little known fact and it's I think it's a horror story. I went from being a third grade teacher to working at the district office in instructional technology never teaching in this district to being the principal of a school. No. I never had the opportunity to be an AP. And you can only imagine the mistakes I made that first year yeah and it it is an (laughs) that's a whole nother podcast Mm -hmm. i'm the principal that killed christmas all right so that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) i it is so powerful taking that time and being in that space to be an assistant principal to learn mindset to learn strategies to learn or maybe not learn, or maybe you learn what not to do from your principal mm-hmm. as well as what to do. Oh yeah. So I yeah. don't think it matters so much that you have a strong mentor because you can learn both ways. That's a little unknown fact about me that I skipped a very big step, but it all worked out. It all worked out. This it had a happy ending. But I want to I want to also just do a little mindset coaching for any of your just to throw something out, any of the APs that are listening that are listening to this. And maybe you didn't get that second interview. Maybe you did get that third interview and didn't get the job. And I that's just a fact. You didn't get the job or did get the job or you didn't get the second or third interview and depending on who you are you're going to make that mean something or not mean something and i want to say that your mindset or thoughts around it are just that there is a very good chance that they're not true and i don't want to minimize that and i think some of the thoughts and you said them were am i in the right profession Am I, am I, am I good enough to be doing this? Is this worth it? That can be some of those kinds of thoughts. So I would encourage you to take a look at that and grab a piece of paper and the thoughts that you are having and just write them all down, you know, just empty your brain, do a thought download 
and look at the ones that are opinions and look at the ones that are facts. I just want to give that suggestion and may give you some relief because our brains are hardwired to default to the negative because it's trying to keep us safe. So it sees our brain sees not getting the job as a problem, even when it really isn't a problem. It is just part of the process. I'm always available to talk about it also, if you want, if you um, would like some coaching. We both talked earlier about the value of community and how important that is. Jethro, tell me in your opinion, what do you think is the importance of building a community, building community for an assistant principal? Why is that important? Well, we, we often think about that as in building community within the school. And we forget a very key part of building community, which is building community for ourselves. And this is another one of the challenges for assistant principals. They're so busy serving and taking care of everybody else in the school that they sometimes neglect doing what they need to do for themselves. And so building community for yourself is different than building community in your school. And what it means to build community for yourself is to have a network, a group of people that you can talk about the things that you are loving about your work and not loving about your work and everything in between. And this is really important because when you are able to share the challenges that you're facing, then you don't feel so alone. Now, when I was interviewing for principal jobs pretty much all over the country and trying to figure out where I was going after being an assistant principal and getting just rejection after rejection, it was very uncomfortable. And I felt like everybody else was a great principal and I was just terrible. Now, I knew that this wasn't the case, but it felt that way because I kept getting rejected. And I applied for so many jobs and looked so many places for an opportunity. And I just really started thinking, maybe it's me, maybe there's something wrong with me, not realizing that, you know, there's, there's lots of people out there, there's lots of schools, and there's lots of people who are qualified. And I went to I remember an interview I went to in Washington, and which is where I live now. And the there were, I think, four other candidates who were in this final interview phase. And they all, when I talked to the superintendent, he said, you know, Jethro, you are the only one who doesn't have at least a decade of experience as a building principal. So um, like just that alone, you're not going to get this job. And I I appreciated that and appreciated what he, what he had to say there. But at the same time, I was like, well, you know, asking the age old question, how am I supposed to ever get experience if I can't ever get experience, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and so I called one of my friends, Amber Tiemann down in Texas and chatted with her on the drive back from Washington to Utah, where I was living at the time and, and just commiserated with her about my frustrations and what was going on. And I bring up Amber specifically because she was helping me build she was part of my community so that I could talk to her and feel like I wasn't, you know, bearing my soul to someone who didn't care. I was bearing my soul to someone who did care, who understood and who could help see, help me see 
my a different perspective than what I was feeling, which was really downtrodden and upset and bummed. Mm -hmm. And and so having that community is so vital. And you need to be around other APs, whether it's on social media or in text groups or whatever the case may be, or by attending a, a workshop together with other APs so that you can have a, a group of people with whom you're talking to, to help you feel like you're not alone. And too often our thoughts give us opinions that make us think that this is how everything is for everybody. And most of the time, that is just not true. And they're just thoughts. And the facts of the situation can be very different. And they can really be skewed by our perceptions and how we've been experiencing things. And we can feel like we're alone when we're really not. And there are lots of people out who could be helping us, supporting us, and helping us find a better path forward. Absolutely. And it is so normal to think that, Jethro, when you don't get the job, I can't even call it rejection because that's subjective. You just, yeah. the fact is you just didn't get the job. I think it is so normal. And I would question any human being who didn't get bummed about that or feel like there was something wrong or have disappointment. I mean, of course, that's very normal to have that as your first reaction. But if you do have community and you do have um, other assistant principals supporting you, you can tell them and talk to them and they can share their experience. I just shared my experience. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but I went from the district office teacher on special assignment to being the building, you know, the site administrator with no AP experience. So in my in some districts, they don't look ex at experience, they look at the person, they look at more the personality, and they see the potential for leadership, and they want to groom them accordingly. So yeah. there's all different I, kinds of dynamics. Yes. Yeah, can I just interject there? Because I yeah. think this is so, so important. If you, if you're in a district that is interested in raising up their own, like you said, mm -hmm. then you need to figure out who makes those decisions and go get to know that person and spend time with them and be clear about what it is that you're trying to do. And, and then if you're finding out that that district's not going to work for you, you've got to be willing to make a change and go somewhere else if you really want that job. And, and the thing is, I, okay. I've talked to so many people in the last two, three years that have just been completely railroaded and just pushed out of their positions in a very embarrassing, dis somewhat disgraceful way mm -hmm. for doing absolutely nothing wrong besides not being aligned with where the district is trying to go. And the thing that is so challenging is that if you are being a good soldier and trying to to align to that vision but that's not who you are you're in the wrong place and absolutely and people have these these loyalties to districts that or to schools that they think well this is who I am and I can't possibly be anybody else and the thing is is no matter what role you have in education as soon as you are not needed anymore then you're a cog in a machine and you're replaced and nobody thinks about you ever again. And too many times we we have we think we're doing such important work that we can't possibly be replaced. 
Well, when I left my assistant principal job, they put in two people to replace me. And I had been begging for extra help for two full years. And they said, no, 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 can't do this, can't do this. And then when I left, they they brought in two assistant principals to replace me. And I was like, man, I I should have left earlier if I would have known that like the school would have gotten the help that it needed. But too often we think that we are so vital to something when really we're just a cog in a machine. And I don't say that to, to demean anybody or any situation, but to help us recognize that that's, that's the field that we're in in education. And, and that's the reality of the situation. There's no malice or malintent with that. It's just what it is. And too often we, we put so much into it. And, and that's part of why community is important is that you can have people to say you're still valuable, even though you are a cog in this machine and, and it's okay. I, I used to hear that from my mentor. It's not personal. It's not personal. Moving yeah. from teacher to admin, AP, principal, there's a transition where you begin to take it personally and then slowly and painfully move to whatever happens. It's not personal. And I'm, I'm from Texas, so I have a direct, I have a very direct sense of humor. And I used to tell long before COVID and the stresses that we have today, it's always been a stressful job. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my teachers and I would tell other principals who we would talk on our way home. That's when it would be, especially after a principal meeting. And we would mm -hmm. complain about all the extra work that they'd put on our plate. But that's when we would have our big calls. And I would, I would listen, but I would also tell them take care of yourself, do what's best for you. There is no one that isn't replaceable, including the superintendent. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell them, remember, they will never name a school after you. Yeah. So take care of yourself. We don't want to lose our mental and physical health in this position. And heaven forbid, you know, die an early death at the desk. Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself because the district moves on. It's a big ocean liner. It's a big machine that keeps going. So do what's best for yourself. If you're not aligned with that district or you're not getting the positions that you want, then try elsewhere. I've seen APs go on to have great success as principals in neighboring districts. You have something very special coming up, Jethro, and it's called the Move Up Workshop. Would you tell our listeners and myself a little bit more about it? Well, the thing is, assistant principals don't always know when they're ready to move up. And they may, like me, get bad information saying you're not ready when the reality is actually I am ready and I've been doing the work to be ready but you don't see that potential in me as my supervisor, as the district who's not giving me the job. And so we do a lot like, you know, we, we send out hundreds of resumes. We apply for hundreds of jobs trying to get the job that we want. And, <clears throat> and I don't think that that's a, that's a fun thing to do. <laughs> if you've ever searched for a job, it's, it can be pretty repetitive, depressing and frustrating going through that. And mm -hmm. so I want to help principal assistant principals become a principal by showing that they're ready. I want them to go from sending out their resume to being invited to apply to a job. I want them to go from being interviewed for a job to interviewing the people that they're with 
determining if they really should go Mm -hmm, to that district mm -hmm. or not. It's a huge mindset shift. It's a very powerful position to be in. I think there are three things that we have to do to be ready to move up. We need to show up, we need to lead up, and we need to level up. And those three things make it possible for us to be able to do that. And and I create a little quiz that people can check out, moveup.transformativeprinciple.com. And you can go and take that quiz and see how you fare in these three categories. And I'll talk about them just briefly, if that's okay. Absolutely. So uh, showing up means that you are yourself, that you are showing up as yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, doesn't matter. You're there as yourself and you're taking care of yourself. You're doing the things that you need to do and you've got hope for the future. Leading up means that you lead up, lead down and lead around it. We'd often in leadership talk about leading those who are following us, but it's just as important for you as an assistant principal to be able to lead up to your principal and to your principal's boss and whoever else at the district and not be afraid to say what you think needs to happen and give your opinion instead of just being a good soldier and doing whatever they ask you to do. You have experience. You're close to the kids. You need to give that feedback to those above you as well. And then leading around means leading the people that are around you, other assistant principals, people in different places, like not even people in your direct vicinity, but leading in your community as well. And then the third aspect of it is leveling up, which is what I think you, Lynn, would like most because it's all about mindset and who you are and how you can get better. The mindset researcher, Ryan Godfordson, talks about horizontal and vertical development. And ironically, almost all the professional development we do in schools is about horizontal development, adding new skills and strategies to your tool bag. And vertical development is really the thing that helps us improve. That is about leveling up our mindset, leveling up our abilities, not so that we can do more, but so that we can do better. And it's akin to adding new apps to your iPad or iPhone. And that that's the horizontal development is adding new apps. And then the vertical development is upgrading the operating system so that you can do things in a better way. Not necessarily that you are doing more because that's not what the point is. Yeah, but that that's never the things, solution. Yeah. Yeah, that you're doing things in a better way. So those those are the three things. And if you want to see where you stack up in those three things, go to moveup.transformativeprinciple.com and you can take that assessment and see where you're at. And that link will also be in the show notes. So after someone takes this assessment and sees like, this is a good fit, I need help in leveling up or I need help on moving up. What's the next step for them? How do they find the workshop? How do they find you? Yeah. So you're going to get a series of emails talking about the workshop and what it entails and what it offers. And then if you put your phone number in, I'm going to send you a text message because this is one of those things about, about in my mind, about showing up in who you really are. And I want to have personal one-on-one relationships with anybody that I'm working with. And so, so whenever somebody puts their phone number and I, it creates a to-do for me automatically to send them a text message and ask them how it went. And, and this is why this is important because I've learned that, like I've been doing the transformative principle podcast for a decade and got 
thousands, thousands, millions of downloads, and it's it's been great. But the thing that always gets me are these one-on-one conversations that I have. Yeah. And I've learned that about myself. So if I'm not connecting one-on-one with someone, then I don't feel like I'm living my purpose. And as you know, it's important for us to live what we believe our purpose is. And so I, I reach out intentionally to chat with people at every opportunity that I can, because that's the kind of relationship that I want to have. So very simple to join the workshop. It's it's a five-week-long weekly workshop, and then we take a break for two weeks, and we come back and see how you've actually applied. Because here's here's another thing. You want to go, you want to go to a workshop where the person who's running it is invested in your success. And so I schedule this two-week break to see if you've actually implemented the things that we talked about in the workshop. So are you actually showing up, leading up, and leveling up? And how do you measure that? Because the idea is not for you to meet somebody else's expectations so they'll give you a job. The idea is for you to be your best so that when the right job presents itself, then you are ready to jump on that and they see you as incredibly valuable to their organization because of who you are, not because of what you've done or whether you answered the questions correctly, but because they see so much more potential in you than you can even comprehend. And that's what I want to help people do. And I think that is the key as someone who hired hundreds. Yeah. When I interview, when I interview an applicant, it's not so much that I want to hear about their, I never really want to hear about their experience. I can read the resume and look about that. I want to see who they are. I want to see mm-hmm. what their values are. I want to see if they would be a fit. I want to see how they show up and how they would show up in certain scenarios. And I don't think you can teach that. That's just how we're made. But it sounds to me like your workshop can help them be comfortable. This is the values. This is how I'm aligned. This is how I could help. I think there is a mindset out there to just show my experience, my education, where I went to school, the programs that I created, rather than who I am and what my best looks like. Because that's really who we hire. That's who I looked for. That's who everybody hires. And we do all Mm -hmm. these things to Mm -hmm. make it look like we're not doing that. But the reality Mm -hmm. is that's the only way that we can actually hire someone. Mm -hmm. The reality is every other person who's applying for a principal job has all of the same experience and qualifications that you do. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be applying for the job, let alone getting an interview, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes down to it, that's what we all have to do. We have to see how this person's going to fit into our organization. We have to see how this organization is going to fit into us. And so what I want to help people do is instead of feeling like I've got to get that job, I want them to start being selective, especially now because the the jobs in education are much, much more abundant than they were years ago. And people are not wanting to be in education. So it's now a job interviewer's market rather than an employer's market. I was talking to another principal who went to a job fair and he was saying that the the college of education graduated like 22 people as opposed to the typical 85 people that they graduate each year. And that's not very many, but he needed four teachers and 
he basically was saying, if I can interview them on the spot and offer them a job to make sure they come with me, then I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And the same is happening with principals as well, that there's there's not as many people wanting to go into this field. So you, as an assistant principal, have an opportunity to get the best situation and you've got to make it fit because if it doesn't fit for you, then it's going to be terrible and it's going to be awful and you're not going to love it. So you've got to do the work to make sure you know what a good fit is for you. So I'm not doing any of this tactical stuff about improving your resume, improving Mm -hmm. your interview skills. Mm -hmm. That stuff is not what's important. What's important is knowing who you are and how you can show up so that you can be your authentic self and still be a great fit with an organization and know that if they're not a great fit with you, you don't want to work there and give you the courage to walk away from that. That is so powerful, Jethro. What I also hear you saying is that it's so important that we, as applicants and APs, that we know what we want. Because if we're unclear about what we want and we still show up as our best and it's not a fit, it's a miserable existence. It is not the way. When there could have been, when you had clarity on what you wanted, in your profession or what you what your gifts were what you wanted you know it could have been the school down the street so i think that is so important and kudos to you for helping our ap's to learn how to show up as their best and have clarity on what they want in a school site i can't believe we're running out of time and i, I could talk fast. to you I, just go fast. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours but this is my favorite question. Tell me what brings you joy. I, I did hint at this already, but working with individuals one-on-one and seeing their growth and achievement brings me immense joy. And I didn't understand that before, uh, but that was what I always loved about being a teacher and being a principal was was working with people one-on-one and seeing how they personally improved. We have this idea that, you know, if you learn certain things in school, like the standards, then, you know, that's going to make things good for you. But the reality is, is that doesn't even matter. The content is the most boring part. The most exciting part is how someone grows and develops through time and what they are learning and how they recognize whether or not the lessons that they're learning apply to them. That is really fascinating. So that brings me immense joy because I love seeing people do things that they thought were impossible and achieve things that they didn't believe they could. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you so much for being our fearless leader of the B Network. And I hope that you'll come back and we'll hear how this workshop went and how your participants progressed and what they learned. Yeah. Does that sound like a deal? Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk soon. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe. And also take a few seconds to give the show a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to.